afternoon, saints. Uh, so my name is Memory Jora. I am serving as a resident at Concord Church. Uh, and I will be sharing with you all my experience uh, over this past, I'd say, six, seven months that I've been with Concord. Uh, but first of all, I would like to express my sincere gratitude, gratitude to Baylor, the Truett faculty, Mr. Bordenhammer, uh, Concord Church as a whole, to the staff, the senior pastor, Pastor Brian Carter, uh, the executive pastor, Elder Saren Gracie, who is here, and the equipping pastor and my mentor, Pastor Aaron Moore. <laughs> as well as the next-gen team I served with the first semester of the program. Concord truly embodies its mission statement of growing people, in that everyone is ready to pour into you whatever you need to grow and develop as a resident there. Not only as a part of the team that you are placed in, but also as a disciple and a member of the body of Christ. For all that, I am truly grateful. And I could not have asked for a better church to be a part of in these early formative years of my calling. The exceptional level of excellency, Ms. Pastor Aaron's favorite word, and grace that encompasses the whole resident program at Concord is truly one of a kind. I will not lie though and say that everything has been easy and exactly what I expected. What I will say is that Concord has been truly my training ground and whatever the for whatever the future has in store for me. Progress requires a process. And I've realized that God brings things into our lives to grow us and to shed light on areas that need development. And this has been part of my experience at Concord. What have I gained? I've gained a level of understanding and respect for the life and ministry that could have only come through being immersed in this resident program. I'm learning that book knowledge alone is not enough to be successful in ministry, but that there are some things you can only learn through experience. However, the church does also need theology in order to adequately lead and equip the flock of Jesus Christ. Balance is key, and Concord has been very exemplary in exhibiting this balance, especially in their ability to synthesize theology in such a way that is palatable and transformative, transformative to the whole congregation as a whole. What has been formative for me? So the cohort meetings with other staff members and my one-on-one my -on -one with my mentor, because I'm able to reflect on my tasks, my assignments, the service, share ideas, and get feedback on different things. I have also learned the importance of relationship building in ministry. Ministry is all about relationships. You cannot do ministry in isolation. I've also learned about the cost of discipleship, which for me is learning to give up my own way for God's way, laying down some things and taking up some things in Jesus Christ. So what am I looking forward as, it, as this resident program continues? I'm looking forward to more development and, expo and exposure to new things, as well as growing in areas within the ministry that I've not been exposed to yet. I also hope to be a blessing to others through the program, as well as leave behind a lasting and positive legacy on the time that I've been there as a resident. Thank you.
Good morning, everyone. Um, I'm standing here as the second resident for uh, Concord Church in Dallas, and um, I want to kind of echo some of Memory's comments, but also um, provide some insight into my experience as the pastoral care intern. Uh, first, I want to talk about the focus on discipleship and assimilation into Concord Church. Um, with this residency program, there are structured weekly meetings filled with de devotion and Bible study and understanding the church's doctrines and belief. And that's important because we're not just there to serve as, as free help or helping hands, but we're also invited into the life of the church and understanding what Concord is and why they believe what they believe and how, that, uh, how the church seeks to um, impact the congregation, and not just the congregation, but the community at large. And so that's been a very big and helpful um, cohort meetings, as, as Memory said. Second, uh, we have the weekly one-on-one -on -one meetings with Pastor Moore. Um, and again, that's, all, that's around the focus of discipleship. Um, and so as residents, again, it's not there to say, hey, what can you do for us, the church? But how can we help you grow academically, how can we help you grow spiritually? How can we help you grow professionally? And then how can we help you grow personally? Uh, third thing I want to discuss also is the open door policy with Elder Gracie, who serves as the executive pastor for um, Concord. And I've, there have been many conversations um, after meetings just about church administration and, and the operational procedures of Concord because that's important, right? Not just being able to understand the initiatives and what the church is trying to do, but understand why the church is doing it. What are the procedures, why are the procedures the way that they are? And how does it speak to the ministry um, overall? So that's been helpful. And then I wanna just speak briefly about the, the primary ministry area that I served in, and that's pastoral care. Um, as some of you know, I also serve as a chaplain in the Army Reserves. And so when I was accepted to the residency program and they were um, looking at fit, pastoral care is, was the perfect area. And one thing about a church the size of Concord who has over 15,000 members, um, pastoral care is an integral part of the daily ministry operations. Um, pastoral care at Concord touches much more than many people imagine. But one thing I can say, the work that Concord is doing in pastoral care can be applied to churches of any size. And so um, I was told when I get there, listen, we do a lot of funerals. I did not realize <laughs> exactly what that meant. But literally, there were weeks where we did three and four funerals in a week, and we did multiple funerals in a day. Well, that's because of resources, but also that is the need of the church and of the community. Um, there were funerals of people who were not members of the church. And if you've been in church any length of time, you understand that can be a really a, a big point of contention. But Concord as a church, as a church of the community, has been very gracious to the South Dallas community. Um, and then another thing is, how do we wrestle with death? How do we talk about death? And one of the biggest assignments that I was tasked with to help with the, with the pastoral care team is actually developing a grief plan for the church. You don't have to be a mega church to develop a grief plan. That's just a, a general part of pastoral care. And so we're looking at from start to finish, and Dr. White, you'll like this, we're looking at start to finish of how do you minister to your congregation as they go through grief. It's not just a one-time deal. How do we continue to minister to them? And then as they go along their grief process, 
how do we equip them and, and empower them to minister to other to one another. Um, and so that's just a, a synopsis of my experience at Concord. Uh, the residency program is great, and I'm appreciative of all of the things that I've learned and the experiences I've been able to gain as a resident at Concord. Well, good morning, everyone. Uh, this, my name is Dan, and this is my wife, Caroline. And uh, this has been our first year at Truett, and of course, uh, the first year uh, with the Ministry Residency Program. And we just have to say we're so grateful for this opportunity um, to share and reflect a little bit about our experience. Um, so I guess I'll start by saying how we heard about the program. Um, we got married last May, and after our wedding and our honeymoon, and about two weeks of, you know, kind of putting our apartment together to perfection, uh, it finally hit us that we needed to actually get jobs. So uh, this was also the first time that we realized um, how unlikely it was that we could find jobs working in the same church. Um, you see, Caroline and I both have a call to vocational ministry. And so we had hoped to serve in a congregation someday, but we wanted to be realistic with moving to Waco um, so we kind of prepared ourselves for this inevitable compromise. You know, either one of us would work at a, at a church and the other would work at McDonald's or something, or we'd work at separate churches and we wouldn't get to worship under the same roof or in the same community. Um, so our highest kind of unspoken prayer, it felt almost unreasonable um, to pray this, was we yearn for God to provide a way for us both to work together in the same church. So... You can imagine our excitement when um, Mr. Rodenhammer emailed us about the ministry residency opportunity. Um, here, completely out of the blue, was a chance for us to gain real ministry experience, to do real ministry, um, and to do it together in the same community. So we were floored. Um, we, we praise God then, we praise God now. Um, and we, we just, it was, it was a dream that we were even hesitant to voice. So we are so thankful for everyone who's made this possible. Um, now, if you would have told me that I would be the youth pastor for some of my professor's kids and my pastor's kids, I would have laughed and then I would have fainted. Um, but it's true. Uh, for the last year, Caroline and I have been functioning as the co-youth pastors for the, the youth at FBC. And um, we prepare and teach lessons. We meet with them Sunday morning, Sunday evening, and Wednesday nights. Um, we accompany them to choir practice. Um, we sing with them in choir practice. We do youth events like Disciple Now. We just did our Disciple Now um, a little while ago. And we, we get to go to staff meetings. Um, we get to participate in staff meetings. They, they built us a couple desks. We get to be there in the office. We come to the office. and. Um, we also get to serve Sunday mornings with communion and we give the benediction. Sometimes we lead the church in prayer. Um, but even as we teach the gospel to the youth, we have been learning so, so much from the youth, from the staff and from the congregation as a whole. So it's been a gift. Yes, the, the ministry residency has been especially an incredible parallel to our learning here at Truett. Um, it really has served to enrich our education. Um, for instance, at the beginning of last semester, Dan and I, along with all of the other freshmen at Truett, um, were taking a spiritual formation class. And we, in that class, we learn anew the foundations of our faith by struggling through questions like, who am I? 
who is God and where do I belong? And it just so happens that the youth were actually um, going through a similar series called Big Questions and struggling through the same questions. Who am I? Who is God? Um, and where do I belong? So long before I knew how to make a lesson plan, I was in the second row of spiritual formations, scribbling furiously down everything Ben Simpson was saying, because in this early season of ministry, there's a pretty good chance that whatever we learn Tuesday morning spiritual formation, the youth were going to be learning Wednesday night. <laughs> and for the while that we needed it to, that really worked, because in our classes at Truett, we're learning the real deal. Our professors led us in the struggle of these big questions of, identity and purpose and relationship. And throughout our time together, they taught us how to lead others in that same common struggles of faith. Truett has and is teaching us how to become good ministers. And this residence has given us a place to practice and to hone these skills, um, the ins and outs of what we believe is our divine calling. I remember just the other day, one of the students asked us, um, how the different persons of the Trinity relate. And I was so grateful for being able to remember the discussions in Dr. Oldham's Introduction to Theology class, how to put the mystery of the person, the being of God, into words for a middle schooler. We needed that practice, right? And just last Sunday, another student asked us about the context and the authorship of the book of James. And Dr. Arterbury's Introduction to Scriptures class prepared us for that very question. So truly, this opportunity um, has been a wonderful aid to our education because it has taught us what to do with our education. This program has both inspired and enabled us to take what we are learning in our seminary classrooms and make it available to those outside of these walls, even to middle schoolers and high schoolers. But in addition to the educational side, this program has also been very personally formative. Um, because the people at FBC Waco have invested so much in us in turn. When we accepted this job at FBC Waco, we knew it was a job, um, but we weren't welcomed just like, you know, any old ministers. We were welcomed into a position and a building, yes, but it really felt like we've been welcomed into a family. Because we don't just talk during staff meetings. We laugh ourselves to tears in staff meetings. And we meet with Josh once a week, like Marcel said, yes, we talk about our classes and our jobs, but also about our marriage and about our faith. We look forward to spending time in the office because FBC Waco is a place where we have been seen and cared for as ministers, as a married couple, and as individuals. And I have to say, it has been such a privilege to work alongside other women in ministry in this church and in this program as well. Being in an environment that affirmed women in ministry was a huge reason why we were led to Truett. Um, and there's a big difference, right, between institutions and churches which quietly affirm women in ministry and places like Truett and FBC Waco, which actively work together to provide places where women can lead, learn from, and work alongside other men and women as equals in the church. Being able to share the gospel alongside my husband as one who was equally called and affirmed to do so has been truly life-changing. And to get to watch and learn from older women at FBC Waco, two of which who are recent Truett grads, um, has been an indispensable part of my ministerial education and my personal formation. 
So in this way, this residency program has fulfilled more than one deep, deep dreams for me. A little less than a year ago, Dan and I were strangers to this school and to FBC Waco. Um, but now we are known and deeply known because this residency program has connected us to people both in the school and in our churches who have welcomed us not only into their lives and their church, but their homes and their families as well. So yeah, and I mean, it hasn't been a walk in the park either. You know, it's had its challenges um, for sure. I mean, we're newly married and we work together and we work with teenagers. Um, so of course there were some challenges um, and we had to fly by the seat of our pants sometimes. Um, but this has been an incredible experience for Caroline and I. Um, in the days to come, we, we look forward to continuing um, in this vein. You know, we are excited to stick with the youth and see the truth of the gospel bear fruit in their lives, um, even as we hope to shadow other ministers this summer and learn about their passions and their ministries. And we're, we're grateful to continue sharpening each other as ministry partners. Um, and more than anything, we desire to grow deeper in relationship with the communities here at Truett and at First Baptist. Um, so we're just thankful. We're very thankful for all those here who have given us the opportunity to begin and continue in this wonderful program. So thank you. Hi, um, my name is Hannah and I am the preaching resident at First Baptist Church in Temple. Um, and I really cannot put into words how big of a joy it has been to serve at First Temple. Um, I had the opportunity to go to church there while I was a college student and kind of just immediately fell in love with the church. I immediately fell in love with the people, with the leadership there. I got to serve on the college leadership team. And I remember at one point kind of telling my now husband, like, it's kind of secretly a dream of mine to be able to preach there one day because I just think that would be so cool. I love these people, I love this community. I think that would be such a dream. And little did I know that God was already working that dream into a reality. Um, I kind of heard whispers about a residency program that might be starting and thought, eh, they're looking for somebody different. They're looking for another Truett student. It's fine, I'm not even in seminary yet. And then this kind of started conversation started happening and I talked to Jack about it. I talked to our leadership at First Temple about it and it just seemed like a perfect fit. This thing that God had been orchestrating for much longer than I think any of us realized. Um, but I've been there for the last several months and it has been a complete joy and a complete honor and something that I um, was bigger and better than I thought it could be to be quite honest with you. But when I try to describe what my job as a preaching resident is, I will tell you what I told part of our church on Sunday. As church members, you will know that my job is something that you have all secretly dreamt of. Because every week I get to meet with our pastors and I get to tell them everything I don't like about their sermons. <laughs> Your church members, you can't lie to me if we know this is all true, right? Um, but seriously, at First Temple, instead of having just one person who preaches every uh, Sunday, we have a team. It's a teaching team, and we meet together every week. We um, get feedback from the previous week's sermons. We help plan sermon series together. 
We encourage whoever's preaching the next week. Um, and we do this week after week. And the purpose behind that is really that regardless of who is preaching on Sunday morning, regardless of who are people here, the word of God is the thing that's being elevated. The gospel of Jesus Christ is the thing that is most important, regardless of who is proclaiming it. And so I love getting to be a part of that vision, just the vision of being able to share the leadership, to share the load for a common goal. So um, just a little snippet about what I have done and what um, I'm enjoying the most is I love the fact that our church is intergenerational. So we have like 12 babies now, so like there's just crazy, but we also have like 90 year old people in our pews who have been a part of the church twice as long as I've been alive. Um, and so we've got kind of all ages and it has been so fun getting to just know these people. I mean, some of my biggest cheerleaders right now are these really sweet old ladies. And just on Sunday, they like wrote me really sweet notes and told me how much they'd been praying for me. And that is just kind of like an opportunity I didn't have as just, you know, somebody in the college ministry or whatever. Like being here and being a face that they see on Sunday mornings, being somebody who's a part of this residency program, who has some sort of title, has allowed people to like come up and introduce themselves to me. And that's been really valuable and really special for me. Um, it's also been really special to learn from the people on the teaching team and other members of our staff, um, to see the faith journeys that they've been on, to see the fact that they've been you know, followers of Christ longer than I've been alive, <laughs> to learn from them um, is such a gift. To see the way that they navigate conflict in the church, the way they navigate change, um, it's valuable and it's formative for me. It's very humbling to be in a room with people who have that kind of experience. Um, but I also really appreciate the hands-on ministry experience this has given me. I think a lot of young ministers think they have to wait for their first ministry appointment, and it's kind of like their trial by fire moment. Um, but I'm really grateful that I get to do ministry right now, um, that I get to kind of try on all of these things while I still have the support of the Truett community and the people at First Temple um, watching my back. That's really, um, they're kind of like my arm floaties <laughs> being thrown into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> So it has been really humbling to work with all of these people. Um, I know the minister I'm becoming will always be indebted to them. One of my favorite verses has always been 1 Timothy 4.12, which says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. It's been my prayer as I serve at First Temple that I would embody that. That regardless of my age or my gender or any other false barriers that are put on me in my ministry, that when people look at me, they wouldn't see a future minister. They would see somebody who is taking ministry seriously right now. And I'm grateful for this residency program that's allowed me to embrace that calling. And I hope that you will consider um, becoming a resident too. Because when our community looks at Truett Seminary students, they shouldn't see a bunch of future ministers. They should see ministers now who are setting examples in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity.